You are now tuning into the Queen Collective Podcast with your host, Bree and JJ. Welcome to the Queen Collective Podcast, where you'll have real discussions with real women. We're your hosts. I'm Bree. And I'm JJ. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome back, queens and kings. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And guess what, JJ? What we what, what what It's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and, and I'm black, 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 y'all. We coming, we coming at you guys this month with the facts, excerpts, biographies, trivia, history, you name it. Fun facts. Emphasis on the facts. We also gonna get a little deep because we are specifically touching on black topics for this month i'm excited i'm super 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 excited so y'all tune in every week um i'm excited and honestly i'm excited i feel like today our ways are gonna get snatched back so let's 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 get into this recap how you been this past week brianna i've been really good um i would say the greatest thing that happened to me this week I started off the week really good uh-huh, because uh-huh. I went to a new church. Oh yeah, you did. What's the name of that? One Community. Yes, let's go. I tried JJ's church, y'all, and I don't want to get too deep into it, yeah, but yeah. um, you know, I reached a point in my adult life where you know, I'm wanting to figure out my relationship with God on my own. And right. up to this point, it was definitely relying on the religion that I grew up with. Right. Um, the church home that I grew up with and, and everything that's included in that. And the cost. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, there there are some moments where I'm sitting at, like, the church that I went to in my childhood. And I'm just like, you know, this doesn't really connect with me anymore. Mm. Um, just being in this space specifically right just does not connect with me anymore and i would like to build that connection um on my own yeah so i decided to try out jj's church home and i gotta say i really enjoyed it i I really took something from the sermon um that praise and worship you know that was live we we were we were praising and worshiping were all throughout and I'm really glad that you got to experience that. It's a non-denominational church. And like she said, we're not going to get too into it. But um, I have definitely had situations where other churches I've been to, I felt extremely judged. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was like, what are you wearing? What car are you driving type of situation in this church? Um, again, they don't focus on denominations. So I felt like we were just mainly focusing on the word and how to better our connection with God and how to help other people and be a service of people like we're supposed to be in. It has really just helped. So I'm glad that you had a good experience Me with too. that. I'm that definitely, I'm definitely going happy. again. Um, and I'm excited for this this journey of building a relationship with God, honestly. I am. To switch topics, I hope God, no no offense. But y'all hear this? <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> we drink again. Yeah, but we drink. We always drink responsibly, and I want you guys to know. I don't want y'all to think it's cool to just be drinking all the freaking time. But like, we literally just drink for podcasts, and not even to get drunk. We just loosen up a bit. I mean, we're having. In all honesty, I wasn't gonna explain shit. We just drinking. <laughs> we because <laughs> we want to. Okay, we have margaritas today. Um, we've been doing like we said on the last podcast our fast, so we were like, let's treat ourselves today. Let's not do dry wine. Let's do margaritas because some calories. We work them out anyway. So yeah, we've been. It's it's the fast has been going well, by the way. It's going yes, well. it has. I there's been some times where I had to make sure I didn't order chicken. <laughs> Girl, you know how many times I was like, I want to get some hate chicken from Chick-fil-A. Girl, I was like, give me some chickenless enchiladas from Taco Cabana. And they were like, mm-mm, I don't even sound good. <laughs> and they were like, okay. Yo, the only way I'm getting through this really was, I learned a lot from when I was vegetarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm relying Ooh. on them them days. It's been trivial. Like, <laughs> it's been troublesome. But we can do it. Yeah, we all know. Because we strong. We, it's Black History Month. <laughs> It's Black History Month for real. You felt that? Don't we have ancestors backing me up. We it strong. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you came with that bass. You said we here and we strong. Y'all hear that D? That's that boy. That's 
the ancestral tone. Don't don't play That's with the me. South. The South. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop, bro. What we got for this game, bro? Okay, so to keep up with the theme, we are playing black card revoked uh-oh what that what, so, what is, so what's that looking like let's let's put up we just going we're gonna ask questions okay let's start from there i'm, I'm gonna start off i'm gonna start off <clears throat> okay <laughs> here's the question after you stop and drop mm-hmm. what should you do next a <laughs> roll b put your hands up c shut them down Open up shop, or D, hand over your license and registration. Put your hands up. Oh God, that's probably not right. The correct answers is shut them down, open up shop. What the fuck? Stop, drop, shut them down, open up. What is Whoa. that? Whoa! What is that? Oh God! What is that? DMX. Okay, I feel like my black card shouldn't be revoked for that. I no, no, like, it's a game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Your turn. <laughs> if Young Metro don't trust... Bro, this is a fucking easy one. If Young Metro don't trust you... Don't be mad at me. <laughs> don't hit the player, baby. <laughs> Y'all, this game is fucking rigged. So here's the question. All these questions are multiple choice, y'all. If Young Metro don't trust you, what might Future do? A, call the police. B, beat you. C, fight you. D, shoot you. Say the right answer. I know you know. D. Yeah. If Young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. What's the next? All right. You got this. You got this. What might your mama tell you before going into any store? Mm -hmm. A, don't touch nothing. B, don't ask for nothing. C, don't look at nothing. Or D, all of the above. Oh, all of the above. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> all of the fucking above. Okay, 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 next question. What's the most liable to get you cussed out at the cookout? Oh, God. Shit. A, mess up the potato salad. Mm. B, renegade during spades c don't bring anything or d walk in and not speak again the Obviously question d. was yes <laughs> what's the most liable to get you cussed out and you were right Brie. that'll get you cussed out anywhere d walk in and not speak <laughs> that'll get you cussed out at any moment and then they're gonna talk speak <laughs> then they're gonna talk about the generation. They're gonna be like, see, that's what y'all young kids be doing. Y'all should be going to aim okay, everybody. And, and else. don't then don't let it be your significant other. <laughs> you, might well, you might as well break up with the Yeah, you, it's over yeah. with. Yeah, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> what does Beyonce carry in her bag? A a bat. B pepper spray. <laughs> C a slap for Jay Z. <laughs> She should. She should. <laughs> D. Hot sauce. D. I got hot sauce in my bad swag. <laughs> All right, we're going to do two more. One for me, one for Bree. All right. Who claims they had the greatest comeback? I'm looking at these answers and I'm dying on the inside. Who claims they had the greatest comeback? A. SZA. B. Rihanna. C. Soldier Boy, D. Tiger. First, I like to point out that you you pronounce Rihanna's name correctly. Thank you, thank you. You guys know that she got on the radio and said, "My name is not Rihanna; it's Rihanna." Get it right. And in my head, I was like, "That's interesting." Um, but I'm gonna <laughs> go with um C. What is Soldier Boy? And you are correct. You want to let me t- let me say some shit. This dude, Soldier Boy, said he done made everybody. Jay Z would be nowhere without him. Drake would be nowhere without him. All the people doing the dance songs would be nowhere without him. I'm like, Soldier Boy, did you make rap? Is that what you did? <laughs> you made you made everything about hip hop. Boy, you trifling. Let's turn my swag on. He did. I want to say he started dances, but he was hella into. Uh, <laughs> Make it oh, that was song. the background music for you. I'm oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 it is. That was the elevator music for real. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> you and me will always be tight. Finish it. You and me will always be tight. 
A, like good old friends. B, like a A and always stay right. C, family every single day and night. Or D, like two peas in a pod. You and me will be tight. You and me will always be tight. Family every single day and night. Even when you start to act like a fool. You know I'm loving every single thing you do. Yes. Come on. That is correct. <laughs> family every single... Bro, I freaking love the Proud Family. Yo, I'm like, Disney... At one point, Disney really was black. Like, they... They were. They had Proud Family, had That's So Raven, like, and they had some really good episodes on it. They touched a oh, lot of, like... Very much so. Very much so. Remember that episode of Proud Family where that, like, we tested that last time, that racist stuff was happening, it was like, go back to your country and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, what? Who would write something like that? Bro, or on That's So Raven, whenever that racist lady worked at the store. Yeah. And they exposed her. Shit, or I the episode where Raven went back in time during Black History Month. They had a whole Black History Month in that. I don't know if they still do in Disney Channel, but... And they would they would always play Raven's episode where she would do that. Like it was like multiple that's mm-hmm. a Raven episodes. Whew. Well, that was fun. That shit was wild. And you listen, listen, listen. Just know that this is just a game. And just because I didn't get that first one doesn't mean my black cards revoked. Not at all. Not at all. And I wish I would say something. Shit, the fuck, Corvette, Corvette, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> Corvette, Corvette. What's going on? What's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? So this week, the current event is brought to you by... You know, last week you had the jingle. I had to bring it back. We don't give nothing for free. And cut. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> what you got for us today, Bri Bri? So today I want to talk about what happened mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little bit like, I think it was like a week ago. Okay. Chloe Bailey. Um, if you guys don't know, there is a sister duo called Chloe and Hallie. Right. Hallie Beyonce's is- Beyonce's protégés. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Hallie is the Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, and and, and they, they came in the game pretty young. Right. They also came in the game strong too. They came with with the. They are talented as fuck. They here to stay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. They're definitely here to fucking stay. Um. I loved Ungodly Hour. Okay. Okay. Come on. You a fan? Okay. I am about it. Um. (laughs) So you know, with them coming out, you know, starting young, we've we've we kind of followed them on the journey of becoming women. They are grown now, both of them. Um. And I believe that since you know. They're adults, and you know Hallie has her Disney contract. Chloe, like they 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 finally split. They had all the way up to this point, social media was shared between the both of them. Chloe oh wow, okay. And now they both split and created their own social media platforms. I mean, as they should, they all have different deals yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly, so, yeah. different personalities that and all sense. of that. Um, and putting you know that makes you post different content, right? So makes Chloe sense. Bailey, she is the older sister. And um, she is a very beautiful girl, very beautiful, they, yeah, bad some, as fuck. There's some beautiful. Um, and you know she got some. She she got some ass on her. She has a really nice body, right? You know. So this is the part that that, that perplexed me. Oh shit! So she posted a video. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of went viral whenever she did like the bust it challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know people were like, "Damn, like this is Chloe from Chloe and Hallie and everything." And then she posted another video. It wasn't really doing much, but um, you know, just in her room chilling as most of us do. T shirt, boy shorts, panties, whatever the fuck. Girl, okay, just burning her sage, it. incense, <laughs> Palo Santo. I don't know, but um. Was just burning and just just very playing some very upbeat music, very cute. Like yeah. when I watched the video, I was like, "Oh, this is so cute!" Like, like cute and playful. No, for real. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it whatsoever. But apparently, a lot of people had an issue with it. Um, so much to the point to where there were literally people bashing her on the internet. Um, for Whoa. being overly sexual and and, and Wait, just really she, coming for her. Didn't she have a T-shirt on in that video though? She had like a whole T-shirt on. But my thing is, even if she was 
being sexual, owning her sexuality like she did in the Busted Challenge. Who the fuck cares? Why are you she's hating? She's a grown-ass woman. She's a grown-ass woman. Y'all make it seem like she's 13 doing this. I'm sorry. Um, Are you paying her bills? Hmm. Is the money she make in your bank account? I'm confused. But a lot of people were coming from her. And, and, and it really upset me because it wasn't only just men. Because, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's kind of expected um, for men to just be speaking on women. But there were also a lot of women contributing to the hate. And I was just kind of like, okay, I thought we were at a point where it was embrace your body, embrace your sexuality, um, support women, things like that. You know, we just um, be faking. <laughs> we just be faking. How can you sit here and in one breath uplift and support not saying I'm pointing the fingers at any other artist, but like I said, in the same breath, you can uplift and support I'm pointing the finger. Meg the Stallion, mm-hmm. Cardi B, City exactly. Girls, Mulatto, and then want to tear down another queen. That's And so the excuse would be Oh, we don't put the fingers at them because they first started out as being sexual. That doesn't matter. First of all, y'all don't know who ha- who Chloe really is. Y'all don't know. We all we always know Chloe and Halle together. Period. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even know if this is how Chloe has been from the get. No one did the research to look at that. They just saw one post and said, "Oh, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna run with it, and I'm gonna make false accusations with it." But again. Even if this was not how Chloe started, this is who she is now. And we need to respect it because she's a grown-ass woman. Very talented woman. Period. Is she never... Here's the thing. Here's a problem I don't get. People don't mind their own fucking business. If somebody's not hurting another person or abusing another person or doing something that's morally wrong or just wrong, period, why is it any of our fucking business? And even then, when they're doing all that shit, that's their business between them and the karma they got to deal with. Exactly. Mind the fucking business that pays you. Mind the business that that pays you. That shit will like literally save you in every fucking situation. You're inserting yourself into something that has nothing to do with you. I always find it funny when all. people talk shit about celebrities. Cause I'd be like, okay, but yo, you still trying to do an extension for your rent, right? Oh yeah, I should. Ugh, you still yeah. laying next to a nigga that's a bum, but, right? I mean, anyway, and, and then be singing a song, "Never Let a Broke Nigga Hit." Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> every night, bitch. But, oh shit, let's not talk about it. So my thing is. Not only did that happen, but she also posted a video where she got very emotional and was kind of explaining why. And I'm like, yo, I hate the fact that she felt the need to explain. Literally, Mm -hmm. this girl is embracing herself. Whether that's feeling sexy, being sexy, her sexuality, her femininity, whatever the fuck you want to fucking call it. Either way, if she's expressing herself the way that she feels the need to be, why the fuck do you care? She's not harming herself or anyone else. And I just hate that black women go through this. Because she's a black woman. Let's talk about it. Because she's a black woman. Let's talk about it. I just hate it. I may be biased, but I just feel like out of everyone, we don't deserve that shit. Don't. We don't. Don't. What happened to carefree? Hashtag carefree black girl. Cause when and I love Ariana Grande, but when she dropped the song Thirty Four Thirty Five, we was like, "Oh, that's the shit." We was going crazy. I fucking hate it, bro. I fucking hate it. She came from a child background, Nickelodeon. But you know what? A lot of people were like, "Y'all need to leave my good sis alone." The fuck? A lot of people was coming back with the. Oh heat, yeah, yeah. And I was one of them. <laughs> I was no one of them. I definitely saw more love than hate when Chloe when I I saw a lot of the love fighting hate, and I'm like. That's one thing about our generation, bro. I, I feel like we and the generation afterwards, we're going to break the shit. We're going we gonna, to we gonna get down to the nitty Millennials and Gen Z. <laughs> we breaking this shit. We like, nah. We don't give a fuck. The fuck? <laughs> we like, nah. You just sitting here on the fucking internet eating your fucking Cheeto puffs. Spreading fucking hate. For what? Shit. What you gaining from that shit? Probably spreading COVID too. You coughing and shit while you writing this hate uh, comment. Tell muscle. <laughs> not coughing on the keyboard, bitch. <laughs> you not coughing on the keyboard while you writing this hate comment. We don't give a fuck about you. Who is you? What Fly said on Drake's song? You mad. <laughs> I ain't finna argue with you. 
you mad. Well, for real. Y'all niggas need to stop fucking hating. All of y'all. No, for real. <laughs> let her live her life. But you know what? I'm happy, though, because a couple days later, she posted a picture of the bad bitch that she is, and it was, like, from the neck up, and she was like, yeah, I'm looking down on all you peasants. Because all y'all bitches hating fucking peasants. How would I let me, someone who's been in a conversation with Beyonce, someone who's a protege to Beyonce, allow you... Someone who kisses the ground I walk on to make me discouraged, bitch. <laughs> and that's exactly how I would act. I would be like, first of all, I've talked to Beyonce. <laughs> that's my that's no, my let's aunt. start there. That's my aunt. Like she tells me, like she gives me advice. I literally have her phone on speed. I have her number saved on speed dial. Number two. My, and I'm pretty sure Beyonce my, talks number one to them is, about it. I'm pretty sure Beyonce had a conversation with her because the thing is, if you think about it, Beyonce was kind of in the same fucking boat. Exactly. When she first came out, she'd been in the game since she was a child too. A child. And the whole fucking world was judging her too. Every time she grew up, she has to face the consequences of, can I do this? Am I going to be judged? But then she just fucking did it. And that's why she's loved. That's why she's an icon. And niggas still hate on Beyonce, but that don't take nothing away from her. The fuck? (laughs) Let me tell you something. Who can do a versus against Beyonce? No one. She's in her own fucking category. So why would somebody like Chloe, who's her protege, give a damn about what y'all stupid ass Cheeto puffs stupid ass be thinking? I said eating this with niggas. Yikes, sister Margarita. Be thinking nothing. I'm sick of these niggas. High some help. <laughs> Get rid of these niggas. <laughs> the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear it? Listen, man, this topic, whew, this week we're talking about the adultification of black girls. We diving in. We diving in. We We told y'all that we wanted to do black themed, black history themed episodes and we starting off pretty deep and we're gonna give you some not really a trigger warning but just want to let you guys know we are about to get into a very deep topic and yeah we're gonna be laughing and stuff like that but we want whenever you get done listening to this for you to take something from it because no definitely because this is this is a serious topic it really is so without further ado if it ain't about me (laughs) (laughs) look so not only are we talking about a very serious topic we're also going to back up this topic with the facts. Mm-hmm. We're backing up the facts this episode from a report titled Girlhood Interrupted, mm. the Erasure of Black Girls. Ooh. This is a report done by Rebecca Epstein, Jamelia J. Blake, and Talia Gonzalez. Ooh. We want to give everyone the credit. Yeah, Give them everyone the credit. Um, they're the ones that put together all of this information, gathered this information, um, looked at studies and things like that and the yeah. research to provide this information to the masses. Um, oh. I'll put the link to this study and report in our description if you'd like to check out that in more detail. So within this report, mm-hmm. it includes a very groundbreaking study by the Georgetown Law Center on Poverty Inequality, inequality mm-hmm. that provides data showing that adults view black girls mm. as less innocent Ooh. and more adult-like than their white peers, especially in the age range 5 to 14. Let's stop there. Do you hear that age range? One of the things you said was less innocent, and we started at age 5. How do you how do you look at a five year old and think that they're adult like? How do you do that? That's Y'all, crazy. please look at this excerpt and please like go through it. It's it's actually really saddening. It really is. And it, when you think about it, you don't realize that you're making these preconceived notions, but you are. So yeah. So the way that this data was gathered, there was a survey taken, and in the survey, um, participants compared. White girls of the same age group, mm-hmm. and they perceived that black girls need less nurturing, mm-hmm. 
that black girls need less protection, mm-hmm. need to be supported less, mm-hmm. need to be comforted mm-hmm. less, that black girls are more independent, know more about adult topics, and also know more about sex. This is very scary. And it's very scary because, again, like we said, these are still children. So because of this person's race and this person's culture, you are making them adulthood. You're saying, you're saying that because of your race, I am going to treat you like an adult. That is including punishment, consequences, and me not saving you when you need protection and you're a child. Five. We're gonna look at the outliers. What we see, what you said, five and fourteen, right? Those are the outliers. At five years old, you telling me at five, I'm looking at you like you can navigate the world. No help. You in trouble? Oh, you don't need to be protected. You independent. You strong. You got it. You know more. You got it. Which should be quite frankly to the white people, y'all should be offended too, because y'all making this. They also making this seem like y'all y'all need that most protection because y'all are extremely uh, 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 vulnerable. No, bro, all kids. It does not matter what age. It don't, I don't care what they've been through. Need protection. They're Precisely. kids. Five. My nephew was just turned four. One more year after that, you're saying that he know how to navigate the world. And like you said, that's exactly what leads to these people in roles of authority, exactly. in positions of authority that place these harsher punishments on children. And say, who? What was the, the the boy that was saying? I uh, I'm gonna have to find his name, but the one who stole the backpack, or quote unquote, stole the backpack. He had a backpack, got arrested as a uh, a little kid, and because uh, he should have known better. All this shit. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, we used to go to Dodge General store and just take little chips from Dodge General and shit like that. You saying that's going to give me a life sentence and then I'm going to end up killing myself because I am i don't know how to fucking deal with that because I'm a fucking child. But I should have known how to deal with that. I should have known better. So you're going to give me a punishment as fit for an adult because I have a backpack? All because of these perceptions that these adults have on children. So because of this perception that black girls are less innocent and adult-like, this also assigns adult-like characteristics in the the expressions of these young black girls. And this is a form of age compression. Mm -hmm. So these are like those characteristics and behaviors... Of black women, yeah, that people expect the same out of young black girls, right? And that's just as dangerous. That's just as dangerous because this age compression, this is what strips black girls of their childhood freedoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what takes away the joys of being a child. They get all of these hardships, all of these expectations of an adult thrown onto them. You know, that also causes a lot of premature stress, too. All of that. Because now they feel like, oh, shoot, should I know better? Or should, should I do this differently? That's a lot of stress. Cause and effect. That's cause and effect. Because the world thinks I'm supposed to know this if I don't know it. Or, or or if I react in any type of way, I'm going to get singled out. Now I'm scared. And when you say that, just think about how... I mean, we've experienced it. Right, right, right. As black girls. Yeah, we have. Having that type of mentality as a child where you have to think that much about all of these external forces that are working against you. All of these expectations. All of these unwanted opinions and perceptions right. by others and society that's a lot of fucking pressure is it, it's a lot of pressure i feel like a child shouldn't have to deal with and also we don't have the equipment to deal with it we are not equipped to deal with that type of pressure why would we be we're fucking children we're not equipped with it to deal with that type of pressure 
We don't know how to handle that. So in return, you get retaliation. You get kids talking back in class. You get kids isolating themselves. You get all this stuff. And then the parents of those kids aren't understanding where this is coming from either because they themselves have also had the same things experienced from their childhoods that mold them into the adults that they are. Exactly. And since they haven't had the opportunities or the resources to work through their childhood traumas, they can't give that necessary help to their children as well. What is that called, Bree? That's That's if, or assuming that they even know. That's that generational trauma. That's actually crazy. It really is. And so some examples of this age compression, these Mm -hmm. characteristics of black women that's forced onto young black girls Mm -hmm. this looks like viewing black girls as older than their age Mm -hmm. since we're speaking on kids majority of their environment is the education system hell yes so this also includes teacher comments interpreting black girls behavior socially as being loud or controlling at a young age, mature for your age, not academically, but socially. And exactly what we were saying, cause and effect. You're that teacher? <laughs> Let's talk about it. When a black girl, when black little girls are in the classroom and the teacher says a question, ask the question, and everybody raised their hand. Let's say little, little, little Brie Brie raised her hand. You. The teacher's already going to have that preconceived notion in their mind most of the time that your answer is either going to be sassy or it's going to be something, something to where they have to use their authority to kind of rain down your personality. Rain down as in they think that you're going to be, like you said, very loud or controlling. In turn, when you do that, even if that child gets that answer right, they'll get a backhanded comment like, yeah, that's good, but make sure that, you know, you're you're raising your hand while you're doing this or, or you're not being too loud. You know, we will all like to use our inside voices. Any backhanded shit like that. Although that child, the little girl got her answer right, her answer right, she's going to think about everything that teacher just said. And she's going to be like, well, you know, like Sally just just answered i thought i could do that too and she's gonna she's gonna get very insecure and then she's gonna stop answering the questions and then they're gonna think that she needs extra help in class Hmm. let's talk about it i got a story they're gonna think that she needs extra help in class and then the mom gets mad what are you doing in class i'm not doing anything the teachers told me not to speak a certain way not to say this a certain way and and to act this way and i, I thought i was following directions are you talking back it, it, it's it's it's, it's a, an effect cause and effect, effect bro mm-hmm. that's an effect you made this child feel this way you told them your answer was right but then backhanded them bro let's let's move on <laughs> No, but like you, you speaking fucking facts, and it is upsetting yeah. because this outspokenness, this these teachers, these adults that contribute to these stereotypes exactly. of black women being aggressive and dominant, it really starts that fucking young. It starts that young. Five, bitch. That's the you said five to fourteen. Five is the least out is the least outlier, bro. And you know how impressionable kids are. That really can't make and break a child. This is really sad. It's saddening. It really really is. It really is. And it's really deeper than that. It is. Oh, yeah. It's even deeper than that. Even though we're talking about this conversation, this is definitely a conversation that should be had on a more wide, wider scale. Yeah. Um, and we're really not going to be able to go into in-depth as we really want or as we should. Because we're going to be going on this for five hours. Y'all going to be like, all right, I'm about to <laughs> And y'all ain't listening to that shit. <laughs> but the thing is, it really is deeper than this. Like, there's a history to this. These stereotypes don't just happen overnight. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. For sure. So where does that come from, JJ? Yeah, so, like, this looks like, and it has been originated from, you know, the caricatures of black femininity 
originating from the South during slavery, you know, these things are still prevalent to the perception of black women today. So, you know, it's painting black women as hypersexual, loud, sassy, and aggressive. And because of the age compression, black girls are susceptible to this as well. There's a few caricatures and i remember learning about this in like history mm-hmm. not the history that high school teaches but when you elect to be an african-american history in, in college, college yeah <laughs> yeah learned about a lot you know no i learned about a lot this is a side note but in black history i never learned about the tulsa riots not in not in high not school. until college no, yeah not until college and it's funny how isn't it funny real quick side note that this history is like a uh, 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 it's mandatory to have in high school, right? Just regular American history, Texas history, but U.S. Why, history. But why in college is African American history an elective? Why is that not a okay? I, I, I was just asking. Why is that an elective? I'm Questions just, that need answers. Yeah, I, I'm just asking. Just asking. While we're at it, while we're at it, why is Black History Month the shortest month of the fucking year? Yikes. While we're at it. So, to bring it back to the caricatures. To bring it back, yes, yes. There's a few um, caricatures that we're going to go over today. Uh, The first one is Sapphire. That's the name that was given to the caricature. And that that looks like... um, This is how they're perceiving this black woman, by the way. This is not what we believe in. This is what was taught in the South and portrayed, uh, and portrayed during this era for different types of black women, which is funny because no matter the race, there's all types of people, period. Why are you putting somebody in a box? But any whore, that's neither here nor there. So we got Sapphire, emasculating, loud, aggressive, angry, stubborn, and unfeminine. Can I read the next one? Yeah, please. Then we have Jezebel. This is the black woman. That's seen as hypersexualized, seductive, and the exploiter of men's weaknesses. Oh, isn't that crazy? Hmm. Why is that bogged down? That's a question that I have for you guys. Maybe y'all can give an answer. Why is this shit bogged down to race? Why are we? Because I know a lot of people outside of black women who. And it's true, because this shit is just stereotypical, and they just wanted to say this to make an excuse for the beauty of black women. Let's talk about it. They felt like black women couldn't be beautiful, black women couldn't be independent, black women couldn't have a personality, so they tried to characterize, they tried to categorize us, not characterize, categorize us. So let's talk about that. But I feel like it's very interesting that they call this uh, Jezebel, and this is specifically for black women, when back in the day... The way white women was raised, it was to be with men who had money. It was to, uh, while they were courting them, court them back. (laughs) Okay, let's not talk about that. (laughs) That's another conversation. Another episode. Then there was Mammy. Self-sacrificing, nurturing, loving, asexual. That's interesting, asexual. I think that's very interesting. The, The Mammy was not seen as attractive at all that wasn't her role that 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 was a character that was just meant to be nurturing raise the children and be like a nanny and serve others basically yeah they would give her a name like helga (laughs) (laughs) stop that stop that (laughs) but like these caricatures lead to the stereotypes that are imposed on black women to this day. Yeah. And because of age compression, this is the key. Because of age compression, these stereotypes are also pushed onto these young black girls. Perfect. Why are you sexualizing a child? Why are you sexualizing a child? That's the question. Why are you sexualizing a child? Why are you expecting a child to be self-sacrificing? Why are you going the child up to be subservient to men? Oh! Listen. Let me tell you something. In the black culture, and y'all I'm coming for us in this episode. I really am. And the reason why is because we need to be able to, we need to be able to pinpoint this shit. We got to. Because it's not just the other races. It's us too. 
yeah, there are a lot of things within our community that need to be uh, discussed, looked at, uh, reviewed, rediscussed, it, exactly. um, revisited, and solutions need to be found. We grow our little girls up to be subservient to men. You know what that means? That means we grow our little girls up to provide all this shit to men and be okay when they provide us little to nothing. Because our role is to be the nurturer slash provider. Even though they say you want to be a man, you want to be with the man who's a provider. But technically, that's not what it is. You're growing up the little girl to be okay with less than subpar men. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. They don't hear you in the back. They don't hear me. Let me speak up louder. You're growing your little girl up in the black culture to be okay with being with the man who's less than subpar and caring for her, treating her right, providing for her, that coddling complex, all of that. And in turn, when you're trying to grow a black little girl up to coddle a black boy, you are stripping away her childhood. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you raising a little black girl to be this woman? <laughs> to to in your mind you're 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 thinking that you're giving her these necessary lessons that she needs to learn at a young age so she's prepared. Right. And yet you're coddling these young black boys. You don't teach him how to cook. What he do? Outside work? That's it. But that's a, that's a whole other conversation because yeah. these these young black boys that are coddled, they turn into adult mama boys who, instead of looking for a partner that they should be ready for, a they're partner. looking for another mom. But the one thing that we're really focusing on is that you are throwing these ideologies into the minds of children. That's like the these biggest thing. These are kids, thing. yo. These historical stereotypes that we just talked about, these caricatures of black women, have real life consequences for these young black girls. They do. So, again, in these educational systems, these teachers subconsciously use these stereotypes to condemn black girls mm. and these behaviors that don't align with their view of femininity. Dude. That being docile and compliant. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So they're like, all right, since you're not sitting here only speaking when spoken to, taking what I say and just leaving it at that. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be as simple as you didn't say it the way that I like like you to. Mm-hmm. These young black girls are automatically being condemned and judged in a space where they should be able to express themselves freely. In education, I believe that children should have a, a safe space to express themselves and open their minds to properly learn in an environment that appreciates that. Which is a very good because like I was always taught whenever I was, you know, learning about teaching and speech therapy and stuff like that, you might be the only time that this child can express themselves. You might be the only time. The only you chance. never know what these kids are going through whenever they leave them school doors. You don't. You never do. And that's also like that's whenever sickening. there's a greater surve- surveillance on oh. young black girls in school. You need, you know how many times I've been stopped and talked about on dress code? Yo. And I'm like, I feel like what I'm wearing isn't even that bad, but... Which is kind of sickening. Like, y'all are bitter. Rebecca over there is clearly out of dress code. Why are you not saying none to her? That's kind of also pervertish to me as well. Like, that's... Why are you looking so fucking hard at my shorts that I'm pretty sure meet the standard? But because I'm more curvaceous, it's a distraction. Ah, Or my tank top that is three inches because it's three fingers, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) I measured before I got on the bus this morning. The fuck? And you sitting here still want to form your mouth to say something to me about That's it? That's disgusting. Now I'm insecure because when you say that, now I'm inadvertently think, oh, damn, do I look whorish? Like, what do I look like? And then whenever you question mm-hmm. those policies. Exactly. Then it's, oh, you want a problem? You want me to suspend you? You getting aggressive. That's where them harsher discipline come in. 
And you're like, what the fuck? I wore a tank top. I literally get all A's in school. And all of this in their mind is their way of reforming you to be more acceptable. Girl. From a young age, these black girls are judged. They have these expectations thrown on them. They're over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. not listened to, not supported, not protected, dealing with outside and external forces from society and at from, home. And that's what I want to touch on, a lot of at-home shit, bro. Do you know how many times I was raised to... I would have friends, um, a lot of different friends who would have like a lot of brothers at the house and stuff like that, or men, mm-hmm. like uncles or dads and stuff. And it would always be, like, only wear jeans, only wear hoodies, this, this, and that. And I was hella young. I was, like, what, like, eight? Like no, this, Like, I was extremely young. And I never under... I mean, in my mind, I was like, oh, they're just protecting me. Like, probably, you know, you know, people are creeps. But looking back, I would talk to, like, my other friends about it. They weren't black. And they would be like, oh, that's weird. That's interesting. No, for real. Yeah. Like, when you're older, you look back on those things and you're like, wait... Why was I given so much heat on something that I literally could not control? Why are you sitting here telling me that I should cover up when I'm around these men when really the question should be why are these men around for you to be making these changes? Oof. Because you're afraid of them having a sexual gaze towards your child or other children. Oh, that's another thing. Why am I being questioned? Why when you invite Uncle Rodney over, I got to change into a different fit? Or... Or Uncle Claude, who you say, uh, don't do anything, don't go with him anywhere alone because of something he did to your Aunt Shay back in the day. Jesus. And it's like, why is Uncle Claude still around the family? Why? <laughs> Girl, I'm about, to, I'm about to walk off on that one. Mm. And so it's like. This is another important aspect of adultification of black girls. Because this is that, that, that cultural root yeah. of sexualizing young black girls mm-hmm. in our community We're, specifically. And it's crazy because I remember I had a friend. She was black. She was very developed at a young age. Uh, I think like, what, we were in like fourth or fifth grade. And she had, had very, you know, she had very big breasts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. She was very developed. And I just remember like my family being like don't hang out with her too much you don't want unwanted attention um just all this stuff and i would just be like hmm or calling her fast i definitely yeah. got that a lot yo that was also her, me they called her fast and i was like she doesn't even talk to guys what y'all don't know is i'm the one who has everybody on my phone <laughs> like no but like for no real titties though, nothing jj just that, that was me i was that girl that also developed at a very young age and they called By the you time fast because in, of your because of what just happens to you again something that that i cannot control like what at all at fucking you do all your homework on time all this shit but because of your body and the way you look it don't get they don't give a fuck about how uh early you do your homework they don't care that you actually helping jj with her math when she was helping you was she wearing the tank top she shouldn't be what the fuck i'm not feeling math no more that's the big deal like and this is the thing bro that's crazy. In this specific conversation, these aren't the teachers. They're not. These are not just, you know, the teachers and the, the research like offices. These are moms those and older aunties. Yeah. Older them, aunties. Them mamas, them cousins and stuff that are in your family that are also pushing this agenda of sexualizing these young girls. Again, these children have no control over adult behaviors why are you penalizing a child over the thoughts and actions of a fucking adult who are fully capable why are we not looking at them like they're sick instead of us like we're fast processing whatever the fuck they're thinking and doing exactly these are the same people that sit there and condemn these young black girls who they call, you know, they, they, they say it's coming from a place of love. Mm. In the same breath would call these girls fast and tell them what they should and should not be doing. Don't, don't, don't wear no red nail polish. Don't wear no makeup. Yo, 
No, don't don't wear them. That's a too old hairstyle. Yep. Making yep. her look older, and it's like, is it is 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 that what it is, or is it your perception? Exactly. That's forcing you. Exactly. To think that way. That's crazy. Because I swear that little seven year old that just wants to have her hair straightened for picture day is not thinking about. What this old ass dude is going to do is thinking when he looks at her. And why are we not putting more again, putting more emphasis on the per on that person? Why are we putting emphasis on the fucking child? Oh, be careful about this, this, and that. And honestly, I feel like when they do that to the black girls, they're also invoking fear. Cause if I'm constantly being told this is gonna this is is what's going to happen to me if I wear red nail polish if I do this isn't that I'm gonna be scared everywhere I fucking go even if I don't wear it because I'm gonna be like am I being too sexual like am I being am I doing too much like let me wear like super super huge jeans let me create this creates fear this creates anxiety this creates self hate let's talk about it you question yourself you're questioning everything you fucking do how can you sit here and dude this is supposed to be a time period where you're growing up you're learning about yourself you're growing you're maturing in life how can this be a period where you can focus on that growth on learning self-love when you're questioning everything else <sighs> these young black girls do not deserve this shit they don't and these perceptions that start off in grade school, some people say, yeah, but they're young. They can grow out of it or it's not always going to be like that. Okay. Yeah. But these are the things that follow you into your adulthood. These are the things that shape you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example... I think a lot also when it comes to relationships between black men and black women, that goes into adulthood. Like we said previously, when you raise the black woman to be subservient to a black man who is raised to be coddled, you are raising them to be opposing to each other. Because now I'm with somebody who I'm, I'm a very independent person. I can run the fucking household. Now I got somebody who wants to be coddled all the time. What happens when we have kids? This person still want to be coddled? That's a lot of pressure on me. And in turn, we get a lot of black men leaving. We get a lot of black women getting tired of fucking relationships, period. So when they have one very bad relationship with the black man, they're like, fuck it. I'm only supposed to be with black men anyway, so I'm either with them or I'm single. So there's also that. They feel like their options are limited, Black men wanting to be coddled or want to be getting taken care, taken more care of than the children and all this shit who can't even who can't even fend for themselves. We get that, too, because they still have the childlike mentality that is given to them. How do we want our our culture and our genes to prevail if we're raising our kids to be opposing to each other? How do we want? How how can we do that? How can you grow from something like that? And even when you do grow from something like that, you still gonna have that inner mentality of, am I gonna have to raise this dude? Like, 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 what is he gonna do for me? Like, do I gotta hand deal with this shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I've heard like black women say, well, I'd rather be single with kids than have somebody there. I've heard that shit because it's like. You're dealing with another kid, depending on how they was raised. And most likely in our culture, they raised to be coddled. So you might as well just be fucking single and fucking struggle. Oh, oh, that one hurt a little bit. Hold on. Oh, shit. Listen, I'm just saying we got to do better, man. If we want our culture to thrive and do more and, and be more we have to understand that although there's a lot of different aspects like it starts with us it doesn't start with us whatever the case may be we do still have to put in whatever the work is mm -hmm. and that is making sure that both parties know women and men how to take care of themselves separately before they get together 
This goes back to your podcast when you talk about you're ideally supposed to be whole before you go into another person, right? That, that, that it's not just about emotional. That's also about survival skills. You mean tell me I'm supposed to coddle a grown-ass man? That nigga ain't whole. <laughs> the fuck? Not half a man. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm but no, sorry, like for babe. real, like this. Not only that, these experiences also make me think about how, since this perception that these young black girls can handle anything in Australia. are more adult like mm-hmm. they're less innocent and because of this ideology they're not taken seriously they're not listened to they're exactly. not supported Obviously. They, they miss out on opportunities and education mentorship all of that that also ties into when you're an adult mm-hmm. and you're at the point to where you're wanting to have a baby Mm-hmm. This is a, a, a really huge thing that happens to black women. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. The mortality rate of black women in pregnancies is significantly higher than any other race. It is. Why the fuck is that? Why is it there have been so many instances, even with celebrities like Serena fucking Williams, that had complications Serena Williams, in her bitch, birth, best tennis player. Had complications Arguably. with her birth. There are doctors and nurses and, and, and people in these healthcare professions that do not listen to black women when they feel like they're in pain, when they feel like there's something wrong. And there are major consequences for that. Shit, the major. And I feel like this is like a domino effect. It oh, all yeah. starts when you're a fucking child. Oh, yeah. Because, again, those stereotypes, we went over the fucking history. Y'all heard it. All the way from fucking slavery. These stereotypes and ideologies did not grow over fucking night. And they're still apparent to this day. You see them in every form or or every system. Yeah. Yeah. Even the ones that we did not list today. There are plenty more. But... Right now, when we're talking about the adultification of children and the and specifically young black girls, um, these experiences mm-hmm. follow these black girls into womanhood. Because now they think we can take anything. Oh, they're just being dramatic. Do you know how many times I've heard that in the health field? There was like literally doctors coming out and saying like, "Yeah, they don't take." Oh gosh, you can, I think you can look it up on the internet. Doctor explains how they don't take black women seriously in the um, in in the hospitals. So you literally type that in; it'll pop up like the YouTube videos. And the guy was just like, like he didn't just take them seriously. He was being honest. Like this is how the practice works. Back in the day, it was actually taught in like medical school, like books that black people had a stronger pain threshold. Yeah. <laughs> which is fucking crazy so what are we superhuman <laughs> because we're because of our skin is a little bit darker now we can we ain't we got kryptonite we superman super that's fucking crazy logic where i feel like these were all just excuses they're fucking excuses and now, like you said for not treating us like human fucking beings that's this was slavery too they thought that we were more capable to work out in the fucking field because our skin was darker and they we wouldn't technically quote unquote burn all that shit we had we had we had more uh 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 we had more muscle and all that shit. When fucking Jackie Rob like for example, Jackie Robinson, one of the greatest baseball players, people were saying, Oh yeah, he got that extra muscle in his leg. What the fuck? <laughs> extra muscle, bitch. So when they were saying this shit about black women and being them being over dramatic in the hospital, that scared me, bro. Bro, you that know how that scary. traumatic like, that is? Because now to I don't day, want this. I'm like, I'm scared to have a fucking Look, child. Okay? If I have any type of pain, y'all gonna be like, oh, nah, you good. We just gonna put you on this. No, bitch. I'm not fucking good. And this is why it's important for my future husband out there that's listening. You better fucking come correct. <laughs> no, for real. Because if I say some shit ain't right, you better double down and be like, this shit ain't right. <laughs> 
If you ain't gonna do nothing about it, get someone that will. No, for real. We move her to another clinic, get her in the hospital bed, we roll her all the way down to Main Street. Bring someone else from another uh, fucking area of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> fucking something. Something. Jay Z had them shut the whole fucking unit down for B, uh, B's birth. The fuck? Are y'all stupid? I'm sick of this shit. But we know this, this, we got real deep with yeah. this one. Um, yeah. But. You know, we came with the facts, we came with the experiences and the stories, and we really hope that we put this into perspective for you guys, because this is a very important topic. Yeah, and honestly, we gave y'all the facts, do what you will, and I know we always like joke around and stuff and laugh, but this is really serious, man. In order for there to be a change, we gotta be the change. Because mm-hmm. no kid, no matter what race, deserves to go through that. No kid. Kids are innocent, man. Adults, we got less excuse. <laughs> but kids, nah, there should be no way where we're putting the whole weight of the world on their shoulders. Never. Especially Ma- our little black girls. Don't deserve that shit. Especially, bro. When they already have the world that's working against them. Everything is They don't deserve that pressure. Them. So, hey, be accountable. When you feel like you're starting to do some shit that we just listed... Stop yourself and be like, oh, wait, hold on. This is just a fucking child. Excuse my French, but it is. Nah. Stay with your chest. Period. Y'all do that shit. <laughs>
doing what grown folks do and they grown and they dating. But anyways, we was having sex. Mm. And um mind you, the whole throughout the whole sex session was kind of subpar. Like a little less than subpar. I was doing oh, most, no. I mean I was doing most of the work, which is fine. No, it's not. I mean, okay, not like it's not fine, but like I'm not complaining about like being on top. Like that's fine. I don't care. But it stopped being fine when I was like on top and then he was just like yeah, he like grunted out that he loved me and I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nigga, you what? <laughs> Cause we, I didn't, we weren't like together for super, super long. You know what I'm saying? We were both just feeling the vibes. And when nah, he, he said, loved your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, he was like, slow down. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, I love you. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he was like, no, nah, I mean, I really like you. And I was like, ooh, I'm getting turned off. It's like, how'd your pussy not shrivel up after that? Bitch, it kind of did. I was like, mm. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't come at all. Like <laughs> that was not a thing. Oh God! And I was just like, okay. Um, How did that right. end, though, bitch? So he comes right, and at this point, I'm like, yeah, just take me home. You know what I'm saying? Like it's getting late. My mom probably worried about me. Let's take me home. And I go home. And the next day, I see him, and I was just like, I don't want to really be together anymore. Now that you broke up with him. I broke up with him because, for one, he just seemed like one of those people that really didn't care if you got a lot of pleasure from it, as long as as he did. And I don't really like guys like that. Because I'm like, first of all, stupid. That's why why earlier I was like, that's not okay. It's not. Because if you're not getting pleasure out of it, why the fuck are you doing it? Like, I was, it was doing fine and when he said that, everything just shriveled up. Bitch, like the Sahara Desert. And I... I just know when he's, after he said that shit, talking about I love you, he was looking at him like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-mm. I'm I'm ready to go home. Girl, and he turned out to be crazy because after I broke up with him, he kept, like, hitting up my phone, leaving drunk voice messages and shit, talking about some, you left me in my time of need. I was like, nigga, we dated for a week. <laughs> like, we dated for a fucking week. Like, what are you L-O-L. talking about? Told all his friends about it. They were looking at me, and I was just looking at them like, I don't give a fuck about what none of y'all think. I bet you all y'all niggas is just uh, uh, you pleasers. Y'all don't be pleasing y'all's bitches at all. Y'all look like it. <laughs> Probably not even used to getting pussy. Okay, after that I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Bring <we're> the vibrators. <laughs> Where that shit at? <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate all of your support. Keep the energy, because we will keep coming with the content. Yes, yes, yes. And you know we are on all types of streaming platforms. We got Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a multitude of other podcast platforms. So please, please tune in. Yeah, we everywhere. We live. We live, babe. So make sure to tune in every Monday, because we will keep posting a new episode. So expect that next week. Yes, yes, yes. And remember... Tell your friends to tell their friends. To tell their mans to tell his friends. To listen in. Turn on and tune in. And you know what, Bree Bree? Spin that outro. Bye. The caller you tried to reach does not have a voicemail box set up yet. Goodbye.